Welcome to the Superpower Success Podcast. It's time to shift your paradigm, gain some inspiration, and get moving towards that next level of success. Today, we're going to talk about asking for what you want. Um, This is an area that I need to learn from Chelsea, who's here talking to us, because and I, as I look back over my career, and I even think today is being a high people pleaser and just wanting everybody to be happy and kind of things to be to be good. I tend to put what I want secondary, right, to what everybody else wants, and I don't always ask for what I want, and I don't put myself out there. And so I'm intrigued and excited for you to hear Chelsea's story, but to also hear her advice on this because. We are the most important people and the people who care about our success the most. No one else is sitting around thinking about our success. We have to own it. And I think as leaders, that's something that we struggle with sometimes. So I'm excited for this, Chelsea. This is going to be a good discussion everybody needs to hear. Yes, it will be. (laughs) So start with Chelsea Paulson, by the way, and in full transparency, um, you're going to hear Chelsea's journey. And Chelsea's journey ends in the office next to me. Um, So she is a new COO and really the integrator for Keystone Group International as we grow. So so you're going to hear that as part of her journey. And so I know a little bit of her journey, but I want her to tell you guys where it started. So thanks, Chelsea, for being here. And I'm just so excited. I can't (laughs) stop smiling right now that this is finally here. Um, As we talk through my journey and how I got to the office next to Jamie's, um, I think it's a really fun story, and I hope my hope today is that this is inspirational for others to figure out what you want and then go after it because that's what I've done. And I didn't know that what I have been doing for the last 15 years set me up to be where I'm at today. Mm-hmm. And my journey has led me into Keystone in the most amazing. You know, you talk about the jungle gym, Jamie. It's not like a, you know, it's not a straight line. It's not a ladder to climb straight up. It's 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 a whole um, different maneuvers of, of how you get to where you're going. So my story is no different. So I spent 15 years in human resources at a company called North Country Business Products. Amazing company, amazing culture. I loved everything about it. Uh, I told everyone when I was leaving, I never woke up a day and didn't want to go into work. Um, I loved our culture, I loved the people I worked with, I loved the teams, I loved the opportunities that they provided me. And I look back at, you know, what did I love the most? And that's where this kind of serendipitous moment came in. What I love most about my job at North Country in Human Resources is what I will be doing at Keystone. And so I look at the three areas, the three pillars that we have, people, culture, and strategy. And being in human resources, of course, I was people-focused. One of our core values is associate-focused, and I took that very seriously. It was in every conversation I had. I was the associate voice in in our leadership meetings, in our senior leadership meetings, in our strategy sessions. Um, That was my role, and I took it very seriously. Um, Culture, from day one, when I started at North Country, I started building teams. We're an employee-owned company. I started building an employee ownership team to help communicate, educate, um, and engage our associates around employee ownership. Um, created wellness teams, created recently a, a diversity, equity, and inclusion team. Our leadership teams, I was all about building the culture at North Country. Um, and they actually just gave me a, an award or a little plaque um, for my going away virtual happy hour that we did. And on the award uh, was etched in a, a few amazing things, but one thing that it said was thanking me for 
my unwavering pursuit to build our culture. Mm-hmm. And so I just thought that was so cool that it wasn't just yeah. me thinking I was doing that. Others, others saw that too. And then from a strategy perspective, I loved being a part of the board of directors. Um, we were fortunate mm-hmm. at North Country that human resources was seen as a valuable piece of the organization and we always had a seat at the table and our voice was heard at the table. Um, And so that was always really encouraging um, to me and gave me a lot of opportunities. And then uh, EOS, the Entrepreneur Operating System, um, I brought into our organization three different times trying to get us to do it. And then finally in 2017, um, that clicked. And so those were the areas that I just loved the most and gave me the experiences um, to feel comfortable uh, coming to Jamie and and talking about working for her. And so, so that was kind of my North Country um, experience that got me to here. And it's interesting, you know, we talk about this with our coaching clients and, and you just naturally did this is a lot of people get hung up and this is my role. I got a degree in this and this is what I've always done. And so I had to go have to go find another job that looks mm-hmm. just like that, but is the next level. Yeah. And I think we need to, well, I don't think, I know it, we're always talking to coaching clients to just break the mold on that a little bit and do more of what you did where you assessed where you get your most energy from, mm-hmm. right? And sometimes that's not the HR detailed stuff. And some people like that. Yeah. But knowing where you get your energy from will open doors and opportunities for other ideas. Yes. I'm like, I didn't even know that position existed yep. in companies, yep. right? I didn't know someone did that because I just thought, you had to have this title and this was the next title. And so I think that's part of what we're gonna talk about today, but that's a big piece of what you did is you really analyzed yourself. I took months, yes, months and asked myself really hard questions and really dug into, okay, if I want something different, what does different look like? And that number one thing was, what do I enjoy doing? What am I passionate about? What gives me energy? And equally as important, what do I not like doing? And what do I not want to do? I've been very transparent with you about what I don't want to do. And you've been very supportive of, we only want to do what we really enjoy doing and what our strengths are and what our passions are. And so um, that's what I was seeking. And I, I found that here. Yeah. Awesome. So what is one of your superpowers that you're bringing to Keystone? So I just love this question and it's something that I know a lot of people, I think especially women, struggle saying what I'm really good at. Mm-hmm. And the the more I think about this, the more I think about strengths, um, it becomes more and more apparent just how much of a strength it is because not everyone has your strengths. Correct. Your strengths are unique to you. And so um, one that I think got me to where I'm at and will serve me well at Keystone is my energy. Um, I positive energy. I think that um, this is something that has given me the drive and the motivation to to step forward, to be forward thinking, to think outside the box, and to have the stamina, the energy, physical energy to do this. But energy is more than just your physical energy. It's your emotional, yeah. mental. It's the whole the whole. It's how thing. you look at the world too. It I mean, is. Yeah. And and. I can't tell you how many people, when I was telling them that I was leaving North Country and coming to Keystone and what I was doing, nine times out of ten, they would comment and say, you have a lot of energy around this. Your passion for this is amazing. You're the I can just, I can feel the excitement and the energy that you have for this. And so I think that's something that I will, will I've had, and I think it's, 
you know, those kind of strengths are sometimes inherent, and in, in mine are in some in some cases, but they also come from different areas uh, within you. And this is something that I ha- has been a part of me my whole life. And as I am seeking after my passions and doing what I want to do, I feel more energetic and I feel more positive and optimistic than I have even been in the past. Yeah, and it, full transparency story is you know, this has been a long journey for Chelsea and I to talk about this. It's a big decision for, for me, right, as a business owner, financially, emotionally, right? Mm-hmm. There's just a lot to it. It's finally, finally put my big girl pants on. Um, but we did this battery of assessments. I mean, we really, really did and analyzed mm-hmm. our working styles. And because this is what we tell clients we want them to do, right, for the key leaders in their organization. And we do it as well. And we had a coach come in and help us understand, right, what she brings to the table and what I bring to the table. And when you bring up energy and that positivity, um, that's not a strength of mine. Mm-hmm. And that's actually hard to say. And I think, <laughs> right, people would, would be like, what? You know, you're a positive person. But but mentally, right, I'm a, I'm a realist, I would call myself, right? I deal with fear and sometimes resiliency and being able to get knocked down and to have somebody say no and not take it personally, mm-hmm. right? That, that they don't want to work with us or they don't want, and that's what you bring. Yeah. So, so it's a perfect balance of like, I need that person that's going to say, come on, get up, let's go. We're fine, yeah. right? Keep moving and not let me kind of be in that space. And so I think it's also understanding the areas where you're not as strong yes. and making sure you have people with superpowers around you right, that have that, because that's what I'm most excited about, yep. is the days when, when I'm like, I don't know, can we do this? And you're going to be like, come on, let's go, we got this, right? <laughs> yes. So so it's just a good example of where complementary superpowers, you, I don't have to have what Chelsea has, and she doesn't have to have what I have, but we want to make sure they're complementary, right? And it supports what we're trying to do. Yep, exactly. So I want to dive into this topic about asking for what you want. And tell us about how this has benefited you getting to this point. And, and with the story with Keystone, but even beyond that, right? Those points where you remember mm-hmm. really putting yourself out there and doing that. Yeah. Well, first of all, you said this in the beginning, no one is going to just hand things to you. Correct. Right? There's sometimes where you maybe work hard and things are deserving and earned that people might offer you an opportunity. But more often than not... Others don't know what you want. Sometimes we don't even know what we want. Correct. Correct. <laughs> so first, like I did, spend time figuring out what it is that you want. Yep. Um, so that when you do ask for it, you're actually getting what you want, not what you think you want or what someone else is telling you Correct. that you want. Correct. And and then go for it. And so, I mean, the biggest opportunity that was that I went after was, was working with Keystone. And, you know, our you know quick high-level story there uh, I met Jamie in November of 2018. She presented at a roundtable um, session, and I was immediately enamored and just intrigued about how you presented, what you're presenting, to the point where I kind of stalked Jamie, and I like hung around until she <laughs> left the room. I left the room the same time as her, so we could ride down the elevator together so I could introduce myself She didn't tell to me her. this for like a year and a half. Yeah. And so then just after that, I, I just kept trying to bring Jamie into things that we were doing at, at North Country. And I got her in to do some executive coaching with our CEO. Um, I came on the podcast mm-hmm. um, in, in I think it was about a year ago, end of 2019. And then since then, we've been collaborating on various things. We did a resilience see video series when COVID started. And we've yep. just done a few different things. And so when I actually came in to do the podcast, 
I could not have been more nervous. Not about the podcast. That doesn't, that didn't make me nervous at all. But I wanted to tell Jamie that I wanted to work with her. And I've never, I've been one job my whole life, ever since I graduated from college, one job. I've never, and it was kind of a, like, that wasn't a complicated thing at all. And so to sit here and tell her that I wanted to work for her, I was so afraid, but the quote that I live by, and numerous people have said this, but it goes that you can be afraid and do it anyway. Yep. And so what's the worst thing that's going to happen? She could say, no, I'm not looking for anyone. Okay, fine. At least she knows now yep. that I'm interested. My time, I wasn't ready to leave right that minute. I yep. had some time that I wanted to sp- needed, wanted to spend at North Country still. So... Um, I, I just told her, and she kind of sat back. I can remember sitting at this table right here, and she just kind of sat back. She goes, well, that's interesting, because I was thinking of adding someone within the next year to my team. <laughs> so that's how it started. And yep. I don't know if that would have happened if I, I wouldn't have brought that up. I don't know either. Because and you don't. You didn't know that that's what I wanted. You had no idea no, that I would want to leave my company. No, you working at a client, yeah. so I would have never kind of gone in and say, I want to hire your people from right. you, right? So it would have been... But because you initiated it, and it actually opened, and, and this is the this is the thing I want people to hear is that it's not just about you. Sometimes when you ask for what you want, or you bring a new idea to the table in your organization about something we're not doing that mm-hmm. we need to help us, it actually helps the organization. It helps the CEO or the business leader. Yes. So we're afraid of it. But if if they're the right if it's the right organization and they're the right leader, mm-hmm. it could actually open their mind yes. to other ideas, which is good for the business. Yes. So it goes both ways. So don't necessarily see asking for what you want as being always being selfish. Right. Right. Because I probably wouldn't have gone there maybe as fast. I would have stayed in fear yeah. of making this big move of if, if I didn't think you were the right person and we didn't right have that dialogue and so. I, I just think it's such a lesson for people to understand that when you know what it is, you have to push through the fear yes. because it's always going to be a little bit scary to yep. go outside your comfort zone. Yep. Right? You are comfortable. Yep. You were in a very comfortable, comfortable. space. <laughs> yeah. But you were in a very comfortable space, yep. right? And, and you didn't have to mm-hmm. make a change right. at all. And so, but you wanted to, mm-hmm. right? And to do that, you've got to, you know, everything you want is on the other side of fear. Yep. On the other side of something you haven't done before. Yep. And I think it's important for people to remember that. Why do you think people have an issue with this? With really stepping out and asking for what they want? What's what's the fear that most of us deal with around this? I think the number one fear is a fear of rejection. Of not knowing what the outcome's going to be. Mm-hmm. And as I look at fear... What I, what my process is when I'm fearing something, I step back and let's look at the big picture. Again, what's the worst that could happen? In this situation, you could have said, no, I'm not interested. Or you bring something, and this has happened, I brought something to our senior leadership team and said, we really need to do this, here's the reasons why, I've done all this research, and you get a no. Well, okay, it hurts for a minute, it's disappointing, but you know what? You get back on the horse and you move on. Yep. And so... It, it may seem scary, especially the first few times you do it, but the more times you face your fears and you work through them and you do it anyways, even though you're afraid, the easier it gets. It is. 
It absolutely gets it easier. It is a it's muscle. It's like a muscle. Yep. Yep. <laughs> that you build. It's not, we talk about muscles all the yeah. time is the analogy is that life doesn't get easier. You get stronger. Yeah. Right? The muscle gets stronger. That's what's happening. It's not that something around you is getting easier. No. And it reminds me of my entrepreneurial jump off the cliff. Is this exactly where I was at? Is mm-hmm. is it was really scary and you know full of fear, but I knew what I wanted. And at some point, I just had to decide either I'm going to stay here forever and mm-hmm. do this thing or I'm going to make the leap. Yes. But I didn't know it. I didn't know everything I needed to know to make that jump. You don't ever have it all figured out. Right. And you can't grow. You can't develop. You can't do new things if you don't face your fears. You will be stuck doing the same thing for the rest of your life. Yep. And for some people, consistency, comfort is is what you want. And there's different seasons of life. Sometimes yep. that's good and that what you need. And other times, like where I was at, I needed something different. I needed to be challenged. And if I wouldn't have figured out what I wanted and faced my fears, I might get to that feeling of really feeling stuck and unhappy. And then that affects your whole life. It absolutely does. And this is timely too as we think about you know this COVID world that we're in is I know there are a lot of people that are reevaluating yeah. life, their careers, what really matters to them, right? That mm-hmm. introspection has it's driven us to a whole nother level. And I think there's a lot of people sitting out there that want to ask for something different, personally yeah. or professionally. Yes. And how do you see that playing out personally and professionally for people? I mean, this is so true in 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 any aspect of your life. Asking for what you want and facing your fears. Be, I mean, I think of. I mean, this is a small example, but asking for what you want. I remember getting so frustrated with my husband when we first got married. Because when you get when you're married, you expect your spouse, your partner, to have ESP and just to know exactly what you're thinking. And My telepathic right. messages. Correct. I mean, why why don't Correct. they just get it? I don't understand. I it's obvious to me. But at one point, my husband finally said, "If you just tell me what you want, if you just ask for it, I'll just I'll do it. I just need some direction." Perfect. All right, yes. we're good. So now the rest, we've been married for 11 years now. And now I just say, okay, here's a point where I'm just going to ask you, tell you what I want. And you know what? It goes so much smoother, so much easier than all the frustration. So, I mean, that's a small example, but it's, you know, it's any of those things, just being open, honest, transparent, and, and asking for what you want. It's okay to be afraid. Um, if you're, you know, I think of things like training for a race. You know, if you've never done a, a 10K or a half marathon or a full marathon, it's scary to sign up for that. But you're never going to do it if you don't sign up. So yeah. take that first step. What's, you know, break your fear down yeah. into small steps of how can I get there? So the first step is signing up for the race. The next step is coming up with the training plan. The next step is actually doing that training plan. All of a sudden, the race day is going to be here, and you run a marathon. And I mean, it's not as easy as that, but you know, it's, no, it's not. That's, I have no that's, urge to do it. That's and the it's process, not that easy. you know, for so, you maybe. Yeah. How do you break it down to make it more uh, manageable and not seem as scary, and just one step at a time? Yep. Um, how do you think, right, taking those calculated risks, putting your, you know, sticking your neck out there, taking chances really plays into as we look at our entire journey, right, mm-hmm. to success? How do you think it plays in? Yeah. So I think risk is so interesting. And, and risk is actually 
one of the attributes that I have that I wasn't able to use in my HR career. HR is not known for being high risk takers. <laughs> and throughout my career, often people told me I was not a typical HR person. I think this is one of the main reasons. Um, I'm a risk taker and I want to do things differently and uniquely. And that's what's needed in an entrepreneurial environment. Mm-hmm. And so um, I think having seen risk as an opportunity um, going instead of a fear instead of a fear yeah and going after the opportunity even though there's no guarantees behind it and then on the flip side having the accountability to say this is all on me this is my risk and if it doesn't work out mm-hmm. I'm the only one to blame and taking accountability for that and I think mm-hmm. that's I think it's Gina Wickman that says um, a stop sign is merely a suggestion Right. So it's, yeah, you know, and, and, but if you're going to run the stop sign, you're accountable for it. You're the only one to blame because you're the one who saw the stop sign, but decided to roll through it or run through it on your own. So, um, holding yourself accountable, I think is, is a key piece to that risk and to that growth. And, and like I said before, growth is only going to happen if we go outside of our comfort zones. If you want to grow your leadership abilities, um, you want to learn new things, you have to grow and push yourself outside of the typical bounds. And I always tell our leaders, if you're not growing as a leader, then your leadership skills are depleting because there's no status quo in leadership. You can't just hang out at a certain level. No. Yeah. And even in business. Yeah. No. I mean, you might be able to kind of hang tight for a period of time, but it's not going to last. Grow so, or die. Yeah. Right, right? You're either growing or you're yeah. plateauing and you're going to go off the other side. I mean, there's yeah. not really only two options. Yeah. So if, so if that's... if. Those are your two options. Which yeah. one are you going to pick? Yeah. And if you're going to pick growth, then you have to take the risks. You have to get out of your side of your comfort zone, and you have to you have to make it happen. You have to ask for what you want. So one question that I know people are thinking about because a lot of our clients deal with this is: so I want to take the risk, right? Mm-hmm. I want to I want to lead, I want to do something different. I want to do what's important to me. But I feel like I'm going to disappoint or other people are going to be worried. Oh, baby. (laughs) And so talk about the voices and the people, right, that are letting into the decisions you're making and asking for what you want. Because I think most of us don't because we're afraid our spouse isn't going to support it or our parents are going to be worried or our kids are going to, you know, we're worried about everybody else. Yep. How did that play out for you or what guidance would you give someone that's thinking that right now? Yeah, it makes me tear up. I I still get emotional thinking about this. That was the hardest piece for me mm-hmm. to leave North Country and come here. I knew I could do the job. I knew all these things. It was the transition of the emotional piece of how is my company going to take this? How is my family yep. going to take this? My dad was the CEO at North Country and worked there for over 40 years. He's still the chairman of our board. How is my dad going to react to this? Even though he's told me my whole career, you do what you want. If you ever want to leave, that is your decision. Yep. Has always said that. It's my own voices inside my own head that were holding me back. And honestly, I I probably could have made this decision quite a while ago. Um, but because of those voices, I didn't. And so mm-hmm. it took a lot of soul searching. It took me going through the whole process of really figuring out what I want, why I want it, being able to articulate that clearly to those people, to my leadership team, to my CEO, to my dad, um, to help them understand why it was I wanted to make this change and what this new opportunity was going to provide me. And once I was able to articulate that first to myself and then to others, it still was scary. I was Mm -hmm. terrified 
terrified when I told my, my HR team, when I told my CEO, my senior leadership team, I told the whole company on a, on a video call. I was terrified of how people were going to react, but I knew in my heart that I was making the right decision for me. Yep. I have given, 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 given to my organization, to my team, and, and, and I've loved it. But it was now time to make a change for myself. And it's not selfish to say no, that. It's not. I have done everything in my power to help make this a, a successful transition for the organization. And I'll continue to do that in, in the coming months. Um, but it was time for me to do something different. And I think about the impact that I'll be able to have on other organizations, share my passion, share my energy with other leaders and businesses to grow and develop. I can have so much greater impact doing what I'm doing now than what I was able to do in one company. Yep. And that's me, and that's what I'm driven by, and that's what I want to do. And so once I knew that and could communicate that, that's what helped me get through my career. And one thing that's a big point here that you might not even realize is when you ask for what you want, really knowing what you want mm -hmm. is what sells it for people. So when you talk about the passion and the energy shift you mm -hmm. have when you talk about what we do, who is going to tell you you shouldn't do that? Right. When you have the passion. Now, if you're kind of half in and you're really nervous and fearful and you don't know if it's exactly what you want to do, but you want to change it's going to come across yeah. that way. So, you know, you started this off by saying before you can ask for what you want, you have to know what you want. Yep. Like truly know it and feel it in your soul. Then it's a lot easier, you know, and so you've got to figure out how to get there. That's not someone else's thing to do for you is figuring out how to get to that. What do I want? And I had a quote somewhere on here and I can't find it, but something along the lines of passion is the number one determining factor of success. Yeah. If you're not following your passions, you're not going to reach your utmost success because you don't have the energy within you to push you, to drive you, to go after what you want to do. And it's it, it when it comes naturally, when that passion comes out naturally, I don't have to work at it. When I start talking about these things, it just comes out. Like I said, when I started telling people what I was doing, everyone was just like holding on to their chairs like holy cow you're like you are super excited about this super passionate and it's just it's authentic it's i'm yeah. not making it happen and so when you find that yeah. that's how you know you need to go after it yes and you don't have to have it all figured out no. right i think that's when you find it then you try to find where it can fit mm -hmm. and what we see so often even with our clients is somebody that has that kind of passion comes to them whether it's an internal employee or an external connection and says, here's what I want to do yeah. and here's how I think it can help, you're going to find a place for them. Yeah. Most smart business leaders are yep. going to be like, let's figure out how to get them in here yep. because we can't bottle that. No. Right? Like we can't, can't give that to it. anybody else. You can't, no. And so I think that's the important piece to kind of end this on is that you have to figure that out for yourself. Um, and, and then once you do, it's not selfish to push for it and to ask for it from other people. Because the impact that you can have when you're following your passions is so much greater than whatever it else is that you're currently doing. Correct. So I know how people can find you. <laughs> so we always ask the question at the end, how can people find out more about um, what you do? Well, there's a few ways. My new email address <laughs> is chelsea at keystonegroupintl.com. And of course, on our website too, at keystonegroupinternational.com. 
Um, and then on LinkedIn, um, Chelsea Paulson on LinkedIn. And, and I would love the opportunity to talk with any one of you about what we do, or if it's around culture, people, strategy, even if it's just more about my journey and how I got to where I'm at. Or somebody and, who's in that place yes, and needs advice. To dig in yeah. and, and how, what was my process? What questions did I ask myself? Um, I would love the opportunity to talk with any of you. You know, I have a deep passion for what we do at Keystone, and um, I would just really enjoy the opportunity to talk with anyone about what we do and, and how I got here. Awesome. Welcome to the team. Thank you. Happy to be here. Um, lots more good stuff coming from Keystone, you guys. It, we are we are on the cusp of of some greatness. We've always been great, but we're on the cusp of great things. And so we appreciate you um, continuing to engage in this podcast. And hopefully this fills your bucket when you listen to these and helps you think differently, which is our goal. That's really the whole purpose of this is impact and how we can help you think differently and get unstuck and keep moving. So thank you for being part of this community. And until next time, thanks so much for listening. If you like this episode, please click that little subscribe button so you get the latest episode when we release them and we would so appreciate a rating and a review we'd love to hear from you on how these podcast topics are having an impact for you and if you haven't subscribed to our newsletter make sure and go to our website keystonegroupintl.com to sign up